Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week on the show, I have a special guest, Carly Fouth. Now, Carly is a fitness instructor, mentor, and founder of Fit Fun Carly. She's a lifelong fitness fanatic, a little bit like myself, and she's committed to promoting mental health through fitness. Her passion is teaching busy women how to fit in fun and efficient fitness techniques into their lives so that they can build their self-confidence and fitness motivation back using customized wellness techniques. So myself and Carly have a wonderful chat today about fitness, how we can overcome the things that stop us from exercising. You know, things like lack of motivation, feeling tired, energy, all those things that seem to hold us back, even taking a break from exercise or having an injury. So we talk about how we can make fitness fun, how we can make it easy for ourselves, which you guys know I am all about. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. and welcome back to the podcast. Carly, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, you are in the fitness field. I am in the fitness field so we can geek out about fitness together. But yeah. before we dive into this conversation, can you share with little a little bit more about who you are and what you do with our listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Carly, like you said, and I have been a fitness instructor for over a decade. Um, and I've taught pretty much everything under the sun. I'm a lifelong fitness fanatic. Um, but what I really started to get interested in is, um, really getting into the mindset of what, what helps people push ahead in fitness and what is holding people back. Because I noticed after COVID that there was a lot of issues with self-confidence with the people that I was training. It seemed to during COVID, you either pushed forward with your fitness or you completely fell off the wagon. And I was noticing that people are having a really hard time getting back on track. So what I um, developed was um, a fitness community that was really based on little amounts of exercise during the day to help people get back on track. So I teach busy women how to fit fun and efficient fitness into their daily lives, um, knowing that a lot of women are busy moms, busy professionals. And I try to um, help them use fitness as a way to get their self-confidence back and get their fitness motivation back by using these small amounts of exercises so they can have these, these tiny wins to push forward. And it's a very similar sort of modality to what I teach my women because I agree. I had so many people come back after that break and it took a long time for a lot of people to come back um, when they had come back you know, they'd lost certain habits that they were used to doing. They found it hard to return. That motivation may have dropped for some people. And like you said, other people powered on through, but it wasn't an easy time. That's for sure. No, no, it wasn't at all. Um, I just found it very interesting because for me, I've always had this really strong connection to fitness ever since I was really young. And I think that's helped me 
a lot in other aspects of my life too, developing self-confidence and, and fighting some anxiety too. So I feel like, um, that is such a, it's it's an important thing to have in your life. And I, and I think that I just wanted to help women, women, especially and men too, um, find that connection to fitness. So, so they could use that as a way to help them in other aspects of your life, of their lives. So really getting into what they, they love to do in, instead of what they feel like they have to do. Um, so I, I, I just found it a very interesting time after COVID where that really started coming up. And I felt like I really had, um, I really developed my passion and really could help people in that regard to get back on track with what they yeah. love to do as opposed to what they have to do. And you bring up a good point that I think a lot of people think fitness has to be an hour in the gym, slogging it out on, you know, either running, which they hate, or, you know, doing some type of cardio, which they don't like. And they kind of force themselves to do it, maybe for a period of time, because they've been told it's good for them. But then they end up stopping at some point because they don't enjoy it. So what is your advice to get people to find what they enjoy doing when it comes to fitness? So when I work with my clients, because I work with clients one-on-one as well, um, aside from this fit fitness community that I built around this 15-minute model. But when I work with anyone, the first step is that I ask them to really take some time and sit down and think about their earliest fitness memory. So that could be, and it doesn't have to be a sport. It doesn't have to be anything that they actually thought was fitness at the time. It could be running around playing tag with your friends, it could be swimming or anything where you were moving your body and you felt really happy. And then we talk about that and we try to figure out a way as adults how we can get some of that magic back. And I use the example of me. Um, I was never a competitive swimmer. I was never on the swim team, but I've always loved the water and I really do love to swim. So I actually started an aqua fitness company a few years ago, but that was all based on the fact that my earliest memory of fitness is being in the water and wanting to just like every time we would be in the car and we'd pass like a a reservoir or a lake or an ocean, my first question would be like, mom, can we swim in it? Can we swim in it? I just love the freedom of jumping in the water. So for me, it was the water. And so how can I incorporate water back into my life? So I started swimming again. So some people it's dance or some people it's playing tag and maybe they they want to I don't join an adult tag group. I don't know. There's all these, there's so much fitness out there to just be pigeonholed in what you think you have to do, like we were just talking about. It's so limiting. So just really thinking about what it is that you love to do and how can we incorporate that into our adult lives. Well I love that because I'm the dance sort of camp and you know I grew up dancing but I never I didn't dance for fitness. I danced because I loved it. Like I got into dance because I loved it. And I never saw it as a form of fitness ever, really. And uh, just at the start of this year, I found a local ballet class that I've been able to get back to and go once a week to. And it's amazing. It's only an hour, but, you know, just getting back into it, I get so much joy out of it. And again, I don't really think of it as fitness and I don't do it for fitness. I do it because I love it. And the fitness side of it is just a bonus, really. Right, exactly. And it's finding those things that didn't feel like fitness or don't feel like fitness, because then you want to do them. I firmly believe that if something's not fun, 
you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to stick with it. So that's why I think people have a hard time because they're really not thinking about what it is actually that they enjoy doing when it comes to moving their body. And it doesn't have, you do not have to be a runner. Everyone thinks they have to run and that's the only way to exercise. No, it's, it, there's so many things out there. So it's, it's, I really work with people to find that, to bring out that passion again, because I think that is truly what can help you stay connected for the rest of your life. So you don't need to shell out all this money for a trainer and you don't need people around you to come and take your hand and be like, it's time to go work out. You want to do it for yourself because it's fun and you enjoy it. I love that. And I think too, that aspect of community you were talking about before, whether or not you are going to a class where you're catching up with regular people you see every week, or it's a community online, like you've developed How important do you think community is when it comes to fitness regimes or creating some type of fitness habit for yourself? So I think that that's part of what we discussed too when when I'm speaking with my clients for the first time is how are they motivated? Are they motivated by being part of a group? Is that something that would get them to exercise more, whether it be virtual or in person? Or are they more self-motivated? Because like taking myself as an example, I don't need a lot of people around me. I'll do it for myself. Sure, I love working out with other people and being social, but that's not something that propels me to keep going. I can propel myself and I am a little bit of a um, like an extroverted introvert. So I don't need that. But there are some people where that is so important to them. And that is something like a make or break aspect of fitness. So if it is, it takes a lot of self-reflection. If it is, you are somebody that needs to be around people because everybody's different. Your need need to be around people, then maybe a virtual program isn't for you. And you really need to tap into the fact that you need to find like in-person groups. But if you don't have the time to go find the in-person groups, maybe a virtual community where you have that socialization can work for you now. The important thing is that you're you're thinking about what helps you stay connected to fitness and make you want to do it. And you're trying to incorporate that into whatever it is you're doing. So Again, it's the self-reflection piece. I don't think um, being part of a fitness community is a necessity, but I think for some people, it's the only way that they're going to stay connected to it. So really thinking about what is a make or break for you with fitness. Yeah. Well, I know from some of the classes that I run, because I have um, a Pilates studio with just four people per class, I've got a few clients now in a few classes and they've been in the same class with the same people for over 10 years and they catch up and they go out for lunch with each other. And, you know, if somebody misses a week, they give them a call and make sure that they're okay and, you know, check up on them. And so that community for them has been amazing because they formed new friendships. They're motivated to come every week. So I think there can be those, like you said, great benefits of that. I know myself, I'm pretty self-motivated too. So I'm not that, I don't need someone there to motivate me to exercise, but it is nice making those connections and friendships with people. 100%. It's just like, then you have somebody to cheer you on. They know what you're going through. Um, it, it's, a, it's a nice feeling. It's any Even as I say that I, I motivate myself, I do like having people around to be like, good job, Carly. And I love pushing people to go forward, obviously, because that's my profession. Um, so yeah, that is, that is a huge part of, I think, what attracts humans to doing things is the, the sense of community. So it's definitely something that can really push people forward and help them to keep going, achieving their goals. 
Yeah. And I will say too, because I have an online membership as part of my business, that trying to create that community and get people to, you know, it might be a we have like a group and getting people to comment and that is a lot harder, you know, to try to get that out of people yes. than it is in person. So Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think, you know, with that online side, you do have some people that, you know, love to be online and and love to, you know, be, you know, on the keyboard. But then you have people that just are not really interested in maybe like commenting or social media and just want to sort of hang and see what comments other people are putting up. So trying to create that same vibe, I know I found very difficult in an online space in comparison to an in-person space. Oh, 100%. And I think as somebody who's creating the space, it can be a little, you have to talk, constantly talk to yourself to be like, just because they're not commenting and they're not saying something doesn't mean that they're not taking part and enjoying the program. It's just that some people really, they they like that that social aspect. So they're going to interact more. And other people, like you said, they just want to watch and they're not going to comment as much. But I think, and as the person that's trying to get people to comment and to get people to interact, it, it yes, it can be very hard, but it's also really rewarding when you do, and I'm sure you feel the same way when you all of a sudden have created this virtual community and maybe not everyone is participating, but you see people who don't know each other start to cheer each other on or give advice and they there's these little friendships that occur. It's that to me that's it's so hard, but when it happens, it's so rewarding to to see that and and to know that people are making those connections and all that hard work you're putting into making that community has worked because it it's it's I just think it's 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 such a rewarding feeling. Yeah, it definitely is, but it definitely is a work in progress. And because I'm that type of personality that well, um, as you were saying before, I'm your typical client. I'm busy. I don't have a lot of time. I will go into a group, you know, that I may be a part of. I'll read things. I'll quickly like stuff. But to put a comment in, it's more time that I don't have. So it's not that I haven't appreciated the group or taken things in. It's just at this point in time, I've got a child calling me and I've got to go. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'd rather like, let's be honest. I'm sure you feel the same way too. If you have a choice between participating in a social media group and commenting or doing the workouts, I'd much rather you be spending the time doing the workouts. Like I'll, that that's okay. Like I, I get it. It's just, it's just, um, it just takes a little while to get used to. Yeah, for sure. Now, when it comes to motivation, I think that's where I know a lot of women reach out to me and just say, I just don't have any motivation. I'm not sure what to do. I'll start something. I'll give it up. Goes to the wayside. How do you help your clients stay motivated? So I truly believe that you really can't find that motivation unless you take action and it's repetitive action. So I think that people are, I think a lot of people are just waiting to feel this like lightning bolt of motivation that's going to help them want to keep going. But the truth is you really have to put the time in and you have to take action because it's like creating a chain. Once you create the chain of being physically fit and doing good things for your body, it, it's like it's addicting in a good way and you don't want to break the chain. So you have to put the work in. You have to get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable. And as soon as you keep doing that, that's where you find the motivation. If you're starting and stopping, it's it's always going to be hard to find that motivation. You almost have to break through the little bit of work 
and then you'll you'll find that you want to you want to keep doing more. But I always tell people to like don't bite off more than you can chew. If you haven't worked out in a really long time, and let's say you haven't worked out in a really long time and you want to train for a marathon. Awesome. But let's start small. Let's start with a 15-minute workout if you haven't done anything in a really long time. Let's start out 15 minutes a day. And let's just get you going. And then from there, once you build, I'm really big on the building your fitness foundation. Um, Once you build your healthy fitness foundation and you feel like you have a good momentum going, then you can take that anywhere. You can train for that marathon. You can plan to hike those mountains. You can take it wherever you want to go, but start small and give yourself those small wins. And that will help propel you forward and give you the motivation to keep going. Because if you set your goals too high, and you're not experiencing any wins along the way. It's so it's so easy to be like I why bother? I'm not I'm not connecting to the goal because I'm so far away from it. So tiny tiny steps. Yeah, I love that. I love those having those tiny steps because it's all those one percent changes that add up over time that will get you to that big audacious goal in the end. Anyway. Yes. 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 And things don't happen overnight. Like I, I truly believe too that like anything worth having usually takes a long time. If it comes too soon and it comes too easy, chances are it's not going to last and it's probably not even that good for you. So take the time, like just notice the small wins and just don't don't get so overwhelmed by that 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 end goal, because that can end up derailing you. So it's just like the whole thing about life too, appreciating every day. I'm big on that, too, like finding the the things to enjoy about fitness so it doesn't become you don't become so obsessed with the goal that you're not enjoying the ride. Yeah. And, you know, I know I say with my clients that if they have spent quite a while not moving, maybe, you know, it's been a year or two, then to expect us to get to this point after this long of not doing much is is not realistic, essentially. If it's taken that long to get to this point, then it's probably going to take quite a bit longer to get out of and get to the next point. 100%. I, I say the same thing. Um, I just feel like people just want that instant gratification. And I also try to tell my clients too that the the mental benefits of fitness, they kick in like that. The physical benefits take a lot longer. So if you can focus on the way you're feeling and the way your new healthy habit is affecting other aspects of your life, how you interact with your kids, how you are at work, if you can focus on that, it makes, again, the the experience of developing that healthy habit and getting to your goal a lot more pleasant because you're noticing those small little changes. But the changes are so small, you really have to take the time to notice them. Yeah. And that's what I always say to my clients that most of the time, you know, health and fitness, it's not sexy and it's not super interesting. It's really quite boring. It's coming back to those daily habits and weekly habits that you do over and over that add up over time. And they're not the things that you see on social media and TV. You just see the end no. results all the time, but you don't see all the boring stuff that's happened in between. No. And yet, I think people also think us as fitness instructors that we get up every morning and we're like, this is easy. And like, <laughs> I can't wait to work out. And like, the reality is like, even this morning I woke up and I was like, I really don't want to do it. But the thing is, I've been doing this for so long. I know that when my brain starts to do those things, I'm like, you know what? I need to move because I know I'm going to feel better about everything after I move. And then I know it's almost like a little medicine. I know that if I just like push past it and I do what I have to do, my day is going to improve because I've done it for so long because it's a habit. But 
yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to wake up at four in the morning. I like, but sometimes I have to, but it's like, but I do it because I know that it's like the, my whole lifestyle I've built, I've spent so long developing and I, I feel so good because of it. So I'm, I'm willing to, to feel uncomfortable because I know that in the end, this is going to be good for me. So I feel like it's just setting a real, really, I I like to be really real with my clients to anybody that takes my classes. Sometimes my kids walk in, like I'm a busy mom too. So like I keep it real because I feel like that only benefits people and helps people relate that like, it's, it's not easy. I never said it was going to be easy, but it's so worth it. You just have to put the time in and, and just one foot in front of the other and keep going. Yeah, agree. And uh, on my side, being a nutritionist, a lot of people too are always like, oh, so you eat ice cream and you eat chocolate and you eat, I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> I'm a human like everybody else, yes. you know, but the same thing. I know that if I have a little bit, I feel okay. But if I have it every day, I feel terrible. And I've created healthy habits that serve my health. And that's what's more yeah. important at the end of the day. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a nutritionist, but I could I can imagine that would be really annoying sometimes because I love to eat. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so I. people are always surprised. <laughs> people are always surprised like I can't believe you're you're a fitness person and you eat that. And it's like, well, yeah, I can because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. This is like an experience to me. I'm not having it every day, but to me this is like this is like a celebration of everything. So why wouldn't yeah, I would I would hate I would hate that. <laughs> but I also, you know, like you just pointed out then, if I am gonna eat it, I'm going to really enjoy it. I'm going to yep. savor it and I'm gonna eat the good quality stuff. I'm not gonna yes. waste my time on, you know, sugar, bad sugar, bad oils, all of that sort of stuff. I'm gonna have the best of the best and then really savor it when I do have it. Same saying we're cut from the same cloth yeah <laughs> which is probably you know why we're probably both drawn to that sort of health yep. and fitness field anyway yeah now when it comes to training men and women do you find there's a difference with how you train them so let me be very clear there is a difference between training men and women and I know that because when I was training for a half Ironman I used a generic fitness plan the first time I trained for it and it was quite different than the second time I trained and I used a training plan specifically for women of my age. So, yes, there is a big difference. But for the sake of my method, there really isn't a difference because my goal is to help people connect to fitness and find the joy in fitness and get back on track um, and taking little bits at a time. And my program is so customized. So. Mine is for like any human to connect. My my goal is to just help people really get back on track, stay consistent so they don't need to spend all this money on a trainer for the rest of their lives so they can be self-sufficient in fitness. Um, So for me, there isn't a huge difference. But yes, if I was, if there is a difference between men and women training, but mine is more when I'm when I'm working with people, it's it's about finding the fun and finding out what they like like they love to do. So in that regards, it could be for anyone. So it's not that I don't really I don't really worry about the difference in men and women when I'm when I'm training because mine is a lot more into mindset too, um, and it, it's customized to every human whether you're a man or a woman. 
Yeah. Well, coming from the Pilates background, I know through Pilates, a lot more women tend to be drawn to Pilates than what men do. I think just, you know, how it's advertised in the media and that we definitely tend to get more women coming through the door to start Pilates. Um, But when I do get men that come in, they love it and click with it straight away and uh, just find yeah. the fundamentals of it. Oh, this this makes sense. If I'm going to, you know, work on my balance and my breathing and my strength and my flexibility, it's all connected, you know, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I love the fact that you said that, yes, there are differences, but the way your program works, you can tailor it to everyone. Yeah, and I and it's funny because I, I think I tend to appeal more to women because obviously I am a woman I'm an, and I'm a mom and I speak to that a lot. But I also think that a lot of women feel, and I run into this a lot with clients, and even if they don't really know it, um, they feel like they they um, they don't almost don't deserve to take the time for themselves because they're taking care of so many things. And if especially if they're busy professionals and their moms, by the time they're done with work and then they come home, they almost feel like, okay, so I was at work all day, so now I have to give a hundred percent to my family and. Like, I don't have any time to put into myself. So it's interesting that I think the need for this kind of program is more for women, because I think men have an easier time of taking the time. And I work with women to say, like, no one's going to give you the time. You have to take it just like a lot of men do, like take the time. So I think that there's that that um, difference, too. And again, it goes back to to mindset and just. With what with what people are dealing with, I just find it really interesting that a lot of women feel like they don't deserve the time. Yeah, I'm one of them. I've always been one of them. I'm very yeah. open in saying yeah. that. I've had to work really hard in trying to find that balance with being a you know a working mum, you know, and yep. definitely had that guilt when my girls were younger that I've got to go to work. And, you know, we were very fortunate that um, my husband runs his own business and I run my own business. So if my girls weren't with me, they were with my husband because we tailored our hours around each other. So we'd set that up. But I think, I don't know if it was, you know, the way I was brought up, the way society is, but I know in myself, I thought, you know, the mum mum should be there. We're the caregiver, you know, and it's fantastic that he's helping And I always just had that guilt about going to work and then taking more time to whether or not it was for fitness or catching up with friends or, you know, being away. It's always been a constant kind of juggle that I'm still continuing to work on. Yeah, it's really hard for women and me as well. Like, it's just really hard to find that that balance. But I think it's really interesting that a lot of my, and I was just talking with a client today who said um, that that was the biggest takeaway she got with working with me. And after we like got, we kind of had this big breakthrough and she said, you know what? Like I went to a, my, my daughter's soccer game and I was watching from the sidelines and I was doing like a little mini workout off to the side. And then another day I walked and my daughter like, didn't even know I was doing it. Like I didn't, it didn't have any effect on her at all. Like I was still fully present for her and she wasn't mad at me for doing that. She's like, I just never it was just like such a breakthrough for her that she could give herself that time and not feel like she was being a less than mom. And I also, and I think, and I told her too, that I'm sure her daughter is looking over and being like, look at my mom giving, like taking her physical fitness really seriously, like go mom, like what a great role model she is for her daughter. But it just takes a lot. It takes a little time to, 
to convince people that it's it's okay to take that time and you don't have to be fully present maybe in the way you always have been there's like a happy medium too because i think if you if women don't take the time for themselves that's what happens like with the mental health and the anxiety and just the unhappiness you never feel like you're getting anything for you so the fact that you are taking this time ends up showing up in so many other aspects of your life in a positive way where you can again attach that that positive experience back to your fitness experience like you took the time to keep yourself in shape and do some do some fitness and you can see how how good that is for you and almost how good it is for everyone else that you're in contact with hi everyone I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that I have a brand new daily Pilates workout that you can download for free and work out with me. Now, this daily Pilates workout is just 15 minutes. It's going to help you build strength and mobility. It's going to help energize you, leave you feeling really good. And the best bit, it's only going to take 15 minutes. So to grab your free workout, head on over to the podcast show notes and click the daily Pilates workout link. I can't wait to see you on your mat. Yeah, exactly. And I am a big advocate. I'll always go for a walk or a run. And again, usually 20, 25 minutes just short. And I've been doing it for so many years now that my girls know, like, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm just going off for a walk. Okay. Bye mom. Like they're just so used to that. That's part of my routine and habit that they're just like, yeah, yeah cool. And sometimes they're like, can I come? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know? Yes. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it. I love it. Same with my kids too. Like it's just it's the norm that I get up early and I get my workout in and anyone is welcome to join me. And we try to fit fitness in during um, our vacations, but not in a way like, Hey kids, let's go like do 10 burpees. Like, no, we like, <laughs> we like go for a bike ride to sightsee, like join a bike tour or um, we, if we're away, well, we could go like paddle boarding or something, just, just bringing fitness in where it's not necessarily a workout. It's just part of being active in everyday life. I just really think that sets a really, really good example for kids. And I also think it's a really nice way to spend time as a family, you know, and especially as your kids start to get older and sometimes, you know, their interests are starting to change. We actually bought paddle boards last summer and, you know, my girls are only seven and nine and it's so fantastic, but I can still see us doing that when they're in their teenage years. Yeah, absolutely. We just went to a ropes course last weekend because I have a um I have an eight and fourteen year old, two boys. So it, that's kind of like really hard to find things that the fourteen year old doesn't roll his eyes and the eight year old <laughs> can do. So we did um the ropes course last weekend and today we went into Boston and we brought our bikes and we rode around and had lunch. And again, no one was thinking they were working out. We just all had a really good time and it's just I really believe in like like actions speak louder than words, like less, more, less talking, more doing, like show, show the good example. Don't just tell your kids you have to do something, show them. Yeah. And joining in, because I think that's another space where, you know, we'll always take our girls to the park and me and my husband will join in and we'll do the monkey bars with them and we'll do this. But so many parents will just sit on the sidelines 
pull out the phone and leave the kids to to do the play without them. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you're busy and you do need to catch up on some work or, you know, reply to a friend and all the rest of it. But I think sometimes if we can interact and do those play activities with our kids, like you said, we are modelling, you know, but we're also being active in ourselves within without sort of thinking that it's that, oh, we're doing our fitness right now. Yeah, it's just a great way to connect with your kids too. And it's creating memories too. And you'd be surprised. Like I, I even, my eight-year-old yesterday went down in the basement and started doing like what he was, like, he was doing weights, like weights <laughs> over his head. And he spent like 20 minutes down there and like, good for him. He yeah. was ha- having a good time. He was blasting his music, but I didn't tell him to do it. It was just because like, that's what he sees and that's what he wants to do. And I, I think it's, I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I think that modeling is very powerful and kids are always watching. Even when you don't realize they're watching, they are taking these things in. Yes, 100%, always. (laughs) Now, what do you uh, sort of hope women or what do you want women to know about fitness? Maybe they're sort of thinking, I've had a big break and I need to get back into it. I'm not sure where to start or what to do and it all feels a bit overwhelming. So what I usually tell people to do, and this is, I actually have three different people working on that t- right today, is so sit on a Sunday and take it really small. So I have a, um, a subscription where I have all these 15-minute workouts that I do. So it's it's 15-minute live workouts um, Monday through Friday, but then I have a whole library full of them. So I'll tell people, and even if it's not like my workouts, sit on a Sunday and plan for 15 minutes three times during the week. But instead of just saying, I'm going to exercise for 15 minutes, three times during the week, take out your calendar and write down the the day and the time you're going to do the 15 minute workout and go even further and give yourself a backup plan for those 15 minutes. Because like, especially as busy moms, you never know what's going to come. Maybe you plan to do it in the morning and something happens and you can't. So give yourself a backup plan. But the key is, and I'm really big in finding joy in fitness. So one of the ways to do that is to tie a celebration to it. So I'm big into, I used to call them rewards, but I got a little pushback because some people don't like that word. So now I call it celebrations. So what are you going to do to celebrate at the end of the week when you've reached your goal of doing these three different workouts? Make it fun. Think about what you like to do that's not tied to another person. So an example would be something that that makes your heart smile. And I always use the same example because it's true. I, I I love coffee and I have uh, mugs and I have mugs that are really special to me. So for me, I'll, I'll still have my coffee, but like I make it an experience. So I'll take 15 minutes in the afternoon and I'll have coffee in my special mug and I'll do nothing while I'm having my coffee and just, just enjoy the coffee. So to me, that's a celebration. So that would be my celebration at the end of the week when I accomplished my three workouts. I'd set aside my 15 minutes to have my coffee in a special mug and just take a couple moments to realize like what you accomplished and celebrate it. Because then you attach that really positive experience to your what you just accomplished the week before to fitness. So then the next week you could say, okay, I'm going to schedule my three workouts again. What should I do as my celebration? And then it becomes this chain again that you're just, you're doing your work and then you're having your fun and you're doing your work and you're having your fun and you're celebrating all these little goals along the way. So start super small. And if three days is too much for you, start with two, start with something, but schedule it, plan ahead. Don't just say you're going to wake up one morning and see if you feel like working out because you're not going to, things are going to come up. 
and you're not going to do it. Schedule it in like an appointment and then celebrate it at the end. It's it's a huge feat. If you haven't worked out in a long time and you accomplished three 15-minute workouts in a week and did them in the times you said you were going to do, that's huge. So treat it like something huge. Celebrate it. Yeah, I love the scheduling and I'm very big on having that you know, schedule and whether or not you're committing to a class. So you've booked a class, you know, you've got to turn up to it. Or like you said, you're doing a home workout and you're setting that time aside. Unless you set that time aside, there's always something that comes up. There's always something more important to do. Always. And like I, like we talked about before, no one is going to give you the time. Your family is not going to be like, here, here's 15 <laughs> minutes. They're not going to do it. They, they're, they're not doing it on purpose, but you got you have to take it. You have to take the time. It's yours to take. You deserve that time for yourself. And they will thank you when they start to see how, like, what good mood you're in and, like, how much more energy you have and how much better you feel about yourself. When you have self-confidence and you feel better about yourself, the whole world is different. You look different. Even if you haven't lost any weight or nothing has changed, you still look different. You glow. You can see it in your eyes. Do yourself a favor, like take it seriously and start small. Yes. Well, I think that sometimes we focus on those sort of physical benefits a lot more than what we do, the mental benefits, but even, you know, the longevity benefits. And, you know, so much of the research now is sort of saying, you know, if we exercise, it not it helps our memory, it helps reduce our risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. You know, it's not just physical. And besides, you know, having more confidence and better mental health, there are so many longevity benefits as well. There's so many. And there's a doctor, Dr. Wendy Suzuki. She, I'm like obsessed with her now, but she's done so many studies about how exercise changes your brain and as little as 10 minutes of getting up and moving. It literally changes her brain. She did a whole study of how she was, she used to um, write grants and it was like a tedious process. And it was always something that she just was like, ugh. And so she, at that time, she wasn't healthy. And then she decided to add exercise to her daily routine. I think she'd been doing it for maybe six months. And she was sitting down and she was writing a grant. And she got done with the grant. And all of a sudden, a thought went through her head and said, she said to herself, well, that went really well. And she was like, where did that thought come from? I never thought that about grants. And then she started to think about why why her whole mindset has had changed. And it was because she started moving her body and she was physically fit and she was feeling really good uh, mentally and physically. And she was putting the time into taking care of herself. So it does change the brain and you don't need that much of it. It doesn't have to be this huge, intense experience, just a little bit every day. And like we talked about before, adding it into your daily routine, it doesn't have to be something something set all the time. It's just opening your mind to doing things a little different to move. Yeah. And I think too, even if you're a little bit resistant and you're thinking, I'm really tired right now and I can't be bothered. Even if you just start, then the endorphins start flowing, you know, the serotonin starts to pep up and you feel happier. And then you're like, oh, this isn't actually so bad. And you move a bit more for five more minutes. And soon enough, you've done 15 or 20 minutes before you kind of even realized. Yeah. And it's amazing what I hear from my clients too. They're like, wow, these 15 minute workouts, when we're done, I, I like, they go by so fast. I just want to keep going. So then I turn on another one and then I've done 30. And so like what's happening is, or they'll say like, I did one later in the day. Awesome. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes of a continuous workout. Do 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And then it all adds up 
because you're adding it during your day. You're getting up and moving. You're getting up from your desk. You're making the time for yourself. And it's such, it's just like, it's such a more realistic approach. And it just takes the whole stressful experience out of, out of fitness. And it makes it fun because you're looking forward to these 15 minutes because you know, there's a beginning and you know, there's an end after 15 minutes. You know, it's not going to drag on. Even if you hate it, you know, it's going to be over and you can check the box. Yeah. And I think too, I know myself, you know, working and having a family, being able to work out from home is so much easier than having to, you know, even just the thought for me of having to drive somewhere, you know, get different clothes on, do that whole thing. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? That is going to require at least like an hour and a half of my time. Whereas if I can just unroll my mat, and start moving straight away, it's saved so much time and so much sort of mental energy as well that I find it so much easier to do. It's so much easier to do. And a lot of the people do have this block that they think they have to go to the gym and nothing against going to a gym. I think going to a gym is great. And if you go to a gym, awesome, keep going to a gym. But if that's your barrier, if you're, if you're, you think you have to go to a gym, and then you really don't have the time to get to a gym, like you're saying, either if you just don't feel like it, or maybe you honestly don't have time to get to the gym, work out and get home. If that's keeping you from exercising, why aren't you working out at home? Like there's, it's, don't let that be your barrier. Maybe one day you will be able to go to a gym, but if right now it's not realistic for you to get to one, that's not the only way to get fit. You can get fit right at home and you may find that you even like that better. It's just being opening your mind and trying new things and and doing whatever it takes with the with your limitations, whatever you're going through right now, find a way to fit it in. And I think going back to what you were saying before and having that time to reflect, you know, is a really big piece of it. Because if you're, you know, not sort of examining your life, you can make decisions that maybe don't fit in very well to it and then makes it hard to follow through. But if you have that reflection piece first, then you can work out how much time do I have? What do I enjoy doing? And really build your fitness routines from there. Yeah. And take into account your, any limitations you have too. Maybe you can't do certain things right now. Maybe you're injured. Maybe something hurts. If your knee hurts, okay, that's not a, that's not a reason to quit. Like you can work the upper body. Like there's always, there's always a way you can work around things. So that's, that's the other thing too, is just like not letting anything that you perceive to be holding you back, really hold you back. There's always a way around it. Like doing home workouts instead of going to the gym. If you have a shoulder injury, let's work on lower body. If, I don't know, if you any anything and there's always a way to move if you don't feel like doing cardio do yoga like it's like yeah. there's so many things you could be doing especially now like there's so many options there's something for everyone yeah i 100% agree and like you said the access to workouts now with the online space kind of exploding too means that you you have so much more access than say, you know, even 10 or 20 years ago, you know, to people being at home. There's so much information out there that it's amazing, really. Yeah. There's some, there's something for everybody. It's, it's amazing to me. And, and the other thing is don't, the other thing that comes up a lot with people is I think, especially when you get, I'm 45. So like when you get to be my age, 
things change, your body changes, it's normal, and you may not be able to do the things that you used to do. And that is okay. To get so attached to that former person of who you used to be is a dangerous thing. Because if that's making you not want to move forward, because you're so depressed, you can't run as fast as you did five years ago. All right, well, maybe you can't. And that's okay. But there's so many other things that you can be doing, like we just talked about, Maybe, maybe you got to let go of running for right now until you're able to like handle the fact that you can't run as fast as you used to. Maybe you get into aqua fitness and go to a pool and work out and try something totally new that you have no, no experience with. So there's no competition with your former self. Cause that's a really big thing that I run into with people like my age is that it's just things change and you just kind of have to deal with it and, and go with it. That's not to say that if you really have a goal with doing something and getting back to where you were, um, anything is possible. But if it's holding you back, try something new. Like it's refreshing. Chances are you're a better person than you were back when you could run a sub six minute mile. <laughs> yeah, There's so much more to you now and you're so, you can just keep going with new things. So it's just not getting attached to the, the former self too and, and accepting the fact that things do change, but that doesn't mean that you have to give up or, or throw in the towel. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that because I do think people get attached to that, to what they were or what they used to do, but we're constantly evolving. And, yes, our body will age. Like that is just part of the natural process. So finding new interests or new forms of exercise that may support us better, whether or not we're our hormones are changing or our bone density is changing or our joint range, whatever it may be, there is something out there for every stage. Every, every stage. And if you're somebody, and I use the aqua fitness as a, as an example for people who really love to hit workout, high intensity, like, oh, like really getting after it, but they're, they love it up here, but their body just can't handle it anymore. Go to a pool and do it in the water. You can still get that same energy kick. Those endorphins will be flowing. You have the same feeling, except it takes the, the pressure off your joints. If you love something so much, it goes back to finding out what brings you joy. If you love something so much, figure out a way, a new way to do it. Yeah, 100% agree. Now, I always finish off our podcast by asking my guest for any listeners out there that are tuning in, you know, they've listened to this podcast, they thought it was great. If you could give them one piece of advice that they could go off and instigate straight away after listening to this, what would it be? I think it goes back to what we talked about before is plan ahead. So that that is even like biweekly or even if you have a vacation coming up and because our lives aren't always the same every Monday through Friday. So if you're going to be consistent and you are going to make fitness a part of your life, plan ahead every week, sit down. Maybe, maybe you're not somebody that has to write it down, but pl- have a plan, have a game plan every week. And let's say you do go on vacation. Do your research first of what's going to be on the vacation, what's available to you, what what you can do, and even plan ahead for a vacation. So my biggest thing is not to just wake up every morning and be like, huh, maybe I'll work out today. Have a set plan. Be flexible and practice grace, too, because life is hard, especially when you're a busy mom, working moms, things come up and you may not be able to do the things you thought you were going to do. And it's don't let that derail you. Be flexible. Know that tomorrow is a new day. If you didn't get done what you had planned to do, that's not that you don't give up. You just wake up the next morning and you readjust and you readjust. 
get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's not easy, but it is so worth it in the long run for physical and mental health. And you're doing yourself a favor, your family a favor, your friends a favor, because you want to be around for a long time and you want to be like pleasant to live with as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's a fantastic place, you know, a perfect wrap up really of this conversation is that there are so many benefits from, you know, fitness and that they may we may perceive that there are barriers, but they're easily overcome if we can break it down, schedule it in, and then we'll reap the rewards from just taking that first step. 100%. Amazing. Now, where can our listeners reach out and connect with you? So you can find me on my website. So it's fitfuncarly.com. I'm on Instagram. It's at fitfuncarly. And then you, if you want to reach out to me, I love getting emails. I love hearing from people, even any feedback about the podcast, anything, any questions. It's carly at fitfuncarly.com. Amazing. Well, I'll link that all up in the show notes too. So listeners, uh, you know, definitely check Carly out on Instagram and her website. And then, yeah, if you've got any feedback about the podcast, then, um, yeah, we'd both love to hear it. Um, reach out to us as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been a joy having you on. Thank you, Kate. This is so fun. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.